We will go ahead and get started with today's Verizon IndyCar Series post-qualifying press conference, joined now by Will Power, driving the number 12 Verizon Team Penske Chevrolet, who will be starting second in tomorrow's Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Will, oh so close, oh so close to your eight of the last nine poles here at St. Petersburg, but still starting up front on the front row for tomorrow's race. Will that help you in terms of, of leading for throughout the race and, and not having to make your way up through the field, but also just from what you're expecting of the race. Is that upfront starting position going to be key? Uh, yeah, it, there's no question. You know, starting up the front is definitely better as far as getting through the first corner and that sort of thing. Obviously, pole is the best position you can be in. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it will be interesting. We don't know how these cars race. Uh, I know they follow well, but I don't think they draft that well. But, um, uh, yeah, very close. Had a big miss shift uh, during my lap where it just got stuck in gear for quite a while. Um, and then when I saw how tight it was, I was like, yeah. It was uh, probably lost a tenth or so there. But, um, yeah, fantastic job by Wickens first time out uh, to get pole. We've been through several practice sessions, but this is the first qualifying session where we've had the 2018 car. I know we keep talking about it, keep talking about it, but I think everyone's just so fascinated with how it's going to be working in qualifying sessions and different types of tracks. Your impressions of its first qualifying session? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was, the balance kind of surprised me a little bit in the, uh, you know, for, for the first qualifying session. Obviously the conditions were very tough there, but the car itself was a lot of fun to drive. It's, um, you know, you really got to drive it and hang it out there uh, to be quick. So definitely, you know, definitely more spectacular for the fans. And uh, it'll be very interesting to see how it is during the race. Takuma Sato joining us starting fifth in tomorrow's race, driving the number 30 MyJack Panasonic Honda for Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing. Takuma, we spoke to you just a little bit earlier, but take us through your qualifying session and did things go according to plan? Obviously, a, a great starting position for you tomorrow. Yeah, I think it was a spectacular qualifying in terms of the, uh, the fans and uh, ourselves too, that uh, it was really tricky condition. I think drives are tricky enough to, to drive in these cars, but um, having had a uh, drizzling and especially for the uh, towards the end of the qualifier was uh, it was a uh, challenging um, but I think uh, my thought was uh, the team did a tremendous uh, uh, job and the preparation for the team uh, at this race we had a quite lost practice session and never got through clearly uh, 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 um, uh, how can I say as planned it but I think uh, the qualifier we showed a good speed and then in the end I think we get on to the uh, five and top six with uh, a little bonus so I'm very pleased. Ryan Hunter race starting six in tomorrow's race driving the number 28 DHL Honda for Andretti Autosport. Ryan you mentioned earlier that you were unsure if you were going to be able to find the gaps in qualifying to make sure that you're able to get the best run possible. Do you feel like you were able to get that and did it meet your expectations? Yeah, that, that fortunately was not our, our, our issue today. Um, seems like a controversial topic, though. There was, there was a lot of penalties being thrown around from what I could tell. Um, but we just got a little bit too aggressive with the car today. There at the end, I think it was just down to the drivers figuring it out. And, um, you know, I, I was quick around the rest of the track, but I just didn't, didn't get it together in turn one and two, and that's down, down to me. Because um, they kept... Every time I passed start finish, I kept telling P1, 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 and then it, then it fell from there the last two laps. So, um, But good job to these guys, and obviously to, uh, to Wickens. He, he certainly 
sorted out turn one and two out there. It was like uh, it was like running on ice somehow. You know, those runway strips were sitting so low in the car. You can't really place your car and try and get around them because they're so wide. You have to get, get over them, and uh, you can't see them until you're on them. So it was definitely tricky out there. Um, I'm surprised uh, we didn't end up with any cars in the wall. So uh, fun session, though. That, that was definitely, that'll definitely keep you on your toes. We'll open up for questions. We do have a wireless mic in the audience. If you could please wait for the transcript. Bruce? Did you, Will, did you pretty much feel you had the poll and was it a big shock once Wiccan's number came up? Because before that, he was, he'd run like a 1-6. A um, no, I was so slow at the beginning. Um, you know, I was wondering if it even be, I'd just be six, but as a track rod, I got better. And um, I thought it was pretty good on the last lap. Um, apart from I had a very, I stayed in the limiter a long time because I had a really big miss shift, which cost me quite a bit, but the rest of the lap was really good. Um, and yeah, it was, I mean, the track was basically dry everywhere except for turn one at the end, so I kind of expected a lot of people to be up there. Yeah, it's very, very tight field, so yeah, I was actually happy to be on the front row. Other questions? Jenna. I was wondering from all three of you what we should make of three rookies making the fast six in their, in their IndyCar debuts. Yeah, just shows the kind of the parity, I guess, within the series now that everyone's got the same body kit. Um, you know, you don't really see anyone struggling. They're all good guys. They're all guys capable of winning races, so yeah. Yeah, pretty impressive though. Uh, all those guys, they're up the front there. Um, the, you know, first time out. I think it's three, right? Three of them in the fast six is very impressive. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, it's uh, these guys have been quick in testing though, so it's not totally shocking and uh, they did a good job overall. Um, it, it's, it's funny because uh, there's 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 so much talent in the series you just miss you you know you have a slight misstep and uh, everybody's there to take up take you up on it so um, but good job to those guys for sure trying conditions and new cars on a new track that's that's impressive no doubt Takuma yeah basically I agree those two I mean nothing else uh, out but just you know show the his uh, talent and uh, obviously preparation equalized conditions and uh, tricky conditions shall we say I think uh, it was it was the matter for these uh, three rookies it's really really well done. I'll introduce our newest driver, Jordan King, in just a moment. I want to go ahead and keep asking questions for the three drivers that were here. Brant. Taking the last question to the, the next step, is it, do you expect the usual suspects, the veteran guys who've done a lot of laps here, will you percolate to the front as you know you get into the race on Sunday or you know those young guys are they going to be able to to stay up there barring anything strange in this field I wouldn't be surprised if anybody runs up front really I mean any of these guys can and that's a beautiful thing about the Verizon IndyCar series a actually anyone can win the race and um, I have no expectations on that side of it I don't expect to go to the front because I'm a veteran but um, it, it's going to be a diff very difficult race can be a very different race than what what we're used to I think we're going to be yeah. slipping, sliding around, constantly changing um, circumstances, and traffic's going to be very difficult. So, um, you know, even outbreaking a guy is going to be a lot different than years past. So it's, it's going to be a different uh, type of race. Mary? Or, yeah, Mary? 
For the three veterans, I'm hearing that the cars slide around a lot, and I would think that would create a certain amount of tire wear. Do you think the tires are going to last through a full fuel stint? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a good question. It feels like the rears will go off, actually, <clears throat> quite a bit. But, uh, yeah, I think we'll know more in warm-up tomorrow, although it'll be very cool, which uh, really looks after the tires. Um, but, yeah, it's not, I think there'll be a more dag, definitely more dag, just a question of how much, because um, the cars have left less downforce. We'll go Patrick and then Chris, and then we'll let our first three drivers go. Uh, Ryan, Will, Takuma, since you're the veterans, um, you've been here before. Let's pretend it's going to be dry tomorrow. Give me a number for cautions. <laughs> if it's what, dry? Yeah, it's so funny. You go into strategy meetings, um, you know, talking about how many yellows are going to be. You look at historical figures and, you know, you, you look at it and there's no cautions the previous two years and then there's, there'll, there'll end up being 15. So you just, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't predict it at all. Anytime we've tried to do that, we've come up short, so. I couldn't even start to tell you. I mean, we could all surprise you tomorrow and, and, run, uh, and run clean. So, Yeah, I, th I think it's to do with, the, I think the last couple of years of racing, you couldn't even get close, so there wasn't any kind of late moves. But I have a feeling with this car that tires will go off more and some cars will move forward and some will move back, so maybe there will be more yellows. Um, so it's hard to say. Yeah, same. <laughs> Check. Check. Chris. Hey, for the three veterans, do you think that the, one of the reasons why some of the rookies might be having some better luck is that they don't have to unlearn what they had with the old era kit where they had so much downforce, and then when you take all of that off, you have to you know, get used to having less downforce on the car? Yeah. I, I think it's easier, easier to get in the window with this car, to be honest. Um, so, yeah. I mean, none of, yeah, none of the setups really cross over, maybe a little bit, but... Um, yeah, it just seems easier. It's harder to drive, but it's easier to drive because it's you know, a little bit more nimble and, and you can get away with a slide, um, you know, without losing a bunch of time. So, yeah, it, it's, it's just the fact that everyone's got the same stuff it's, makes it very competitive. Yeah, I think it all, all the veterans had to dial it back a little bit, you know, from what they've been used to getting away with in brake zones on these tracks. You know, you can go to Sebring and test all you want. And, um, Things can be somewhat similar there, but once you get to, to a temporary street circuit like this, and for the past three years, knowing what we, we've been able to get away with in the brake zones, the rolling minimum speeds and stuff like that, it's, it's definitely a different, different track and a different approach. Okay, if you are not a Verizon IndyCar Series rookie, you may go. Thank, Thank you. you very much for joining us. We'll welcome in our two new additions to today's post-qualifying press conference, joined by Jordan King, driving the number 20 Ed Carpenter Racing Fuzzies Vodka Chevrolet for the team. I want to note, Jordan did set a new track record for the streets of St. Petersburg. That time is 1 minute .0476 seconds. Jordan and I know that. Yeah, you guys can scoot closer together. Let's get friendly. We, we still like each other, honestly. Absolutely. <laughs> Jordan, starting fourth in tomorrow's Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, did you, setting a track record, starting fourth in the race, did you expect to adjust so quickly to the series in the car? If you asked me that question two months ago, probably not. Um, more because I didn't know anything about the car other than speaking to engineers and other, like Alex Rossi, Connor Daly, you know, people I know. Um, so... Yeah, two months ago, no, I had no expectations. But then slowly after driving the car, 
start to realize that actually it's not too dissimilar to what I've driven before. And I feel comfortable in the car. It's not like I've suddenly, right, I need to learn everything again. Yes, there's a few driving techniques that are different, uh, but we've got a driver coach that's helped with that. And the engineers have, have really helped with all the small details of learning. Uh, but also the other thing that's helped is they've trusted me as well. They've, they've let me kind of be myself and, and go forward with it. Also joined by Matthias Leist, I believe. I've, we've also been instructed to call you Matt, so we'll, we'll uh, switch back and forth, I'm sure. <laughs> Starting third in tomorrow's Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, driving the number four ABC Supply AJ Foyt Racing Chevrolet. Matthias, I was listening to your, your post-qualifying interview, and I think you used the words, it's a dream come true. Yeah. Not a lot of drivers qualify third and say it's a dream come th true, but I know that. This just has to be really exciting for you to, to get into the Verizon IndyCar Series and have such a great result for your first qualifying session. Yeah, definitely. So I was racing in England two years ago, and then last year came to, to race in Indy Lights. And I uh, had quite a great season. The car is completely different than everything that I had driven before. And then uh, this year I made a step to the Indy car. So, yeah, I think uh, I was expecting to be like top 10, but definitely not top 5, top 6. And uh, the team just, a, just did an amazing job and uh, very happy for, for the performance throughout the whole weekend already. And uh, looking forward to the race. It's going to be my first racing indie car first time doing pit stops first time saving fuel and all this stuff so uh, a lot of things to learn yet but hopefully we're going to have a great time tomorrow absolutely we'll open up for questions any questions at all yes jenna Hey, I'm Jenna Fryer with the Associated Press. I guess I'm supposed to call you Matt. Um, yeah. You're the youngest driver in the series. Uh, yeah. You just mentioned all the firsts you're going to go through tomorrow. Um, so, you said, how do you go out there today? What's in What's in your mindset? Um, you've never done this before, and I guess for both of you, do you just go and attack it? Uh, yeah, I think so. We've been I've been doing some 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 preparation with the team with Tony, so he has been helping me a lot throughout like the the past three to three four months and um i'm feeling i think i'm feeling ready for tomorrow so i've done a lot of sim stuff as well so uh for sure it's gonna be tough i still need to to improve a little bit on the the race stream but um yeah hopefully it's gonna be all right and uh, i'm excited it's just i just can't can't imagine uh how it's gonna be tomorrow you know it's tough so i was expecting a top 10 today and then qualified third so i don't have any any, any thoughts about tomorrow? So we still need to, to work on it and see how it goes. Jordan? Yeah, for me, I'm trying not to have any expectations. And so far, that has worked, um, given I'm sitting here. But it's more I've trusted my ability. So in my view, if I continue just to do that and actually trust what I've been told, trust what I can do, the rest of it will take care of itself. I'm sorry, a follow-up for Jordan. You set the track record today, and you made the fast six, and you're trying not to have any expectations. So after a day like today, how do you not? Can, how do you stop from having any expectations? Uh, that's a tough question. <laughs> um, 
Coming into qualifying, it was one of those that, yes, I knew we were quick enough to get through, but there was still, I had to perform, and it being the first time, obviously I was putting probably more pressure on myself than anybody else. But then I just had to keep reminding myself that if I just do what I know I can, the rest of it will uh, rest of it will be fine. And, and that was the case even after the last fast six, when I got out of the car and looked at the time screen, I was a bit annoyed that we weren't quick, weren't, weren't higher up because it was so close and I knew there was still lap time there. So yeah, it's more just kind of keep taking a deep breath in and going right, no, just don't get ahead of yourself and, and just keep doing yeah, lap by lap sort of thing. We'll go Matt and then Patrick. Jenna asked the old guys this, so I'll ask it to you all. Um, what do you make of the fact that three of the uh, top four qualifiers are rookies? Um, everyone keeps asking the question, as, as you asked the previous three, whether being a rookie is actually an advantage. And I think, yes, it is, but it also isn't. Um, you know, you see in numerous walks of life that being experienced counts for a lot more than being inexperienced. But I think the thing you've got to remember about us is, yes, we're rookies so it, in IndyCar, so we don't have to relearn things. But we've also been racing for don't know, 12 years for myself. Yeah, 11 is. years. Yeah. yeah, so we have got a lot of experience in driving cars, new tyres, changing conditions and that sort of thing. So we still have to learn the new car, but there's still a lot of experience in the past. So I think that also negates some of the factors that you know, you look at a lot of the young drivers coming through, they are actually very experienced and well-rounded. And uh, I know Mateus won the British F3 Championship, and so did I, so it must be maybe a British F3 Jordan, thing. Jordan was my coach one time when I was racing uh, FIA. And European now, and now he's beating me. <laughs> good fun. Yeah, but I think coming up from Indy Lights, it's, uh, it's a good step, you know. So I, I can't say that it's easier than coming down, but, you know, it's a... It's a ride for me, and all these guys have a lot of experience, you know, so they, they kind of know how to adapt themselves very well. Patrick? Uh, Matt, when we were out at Phoenix for the test, yep. you, uh, you may remember this, you brushed the wall four times, I believe it was, <laughs> and kept going out there and just kept hammering at it. Yeah. When you left the racetrack that night, could you have pictured this happening here? Uh, yeah, of course. I think what happened in Phoenix is that um, last year I won two ovals out of three in Indy Lights, and uh, usually the the hind line used to work quite a lot in Indy Lights. But with the Indy car, the tires are completely different, and uh, the high side gets pretty dirty. So all the times that I tried in Phoenix, it didn't work. So <laughs> at least I I learned some stuff from there. But um, yeah, Phoenix was a good test. I think uh, we were like top 10 pretty much uh, every time we hit the track. So I was coming confident for here. Also when we tested in Sonoma and Sebring was was great testing. And um, so yeah, I was confident coming coming here to San Pete now. And sorry, Matt, just let me follow this up a little bit. Uh, you replaced a very popular American driver in Connor Daly. Yep. Do you feel like that puts any extra pressure on you to perform? Uh, and, you know, and you're also in the, the American team with AJ. No, I don't think so. I think uh, now we have a Brazilian team in, 
AJ Floyd. Pressure is not all on me. It's with Tony as well. So not much to say. I think uh, the guys of ABC and AJ Floyd, they they want to see uh, guys winning races, being up in the front. You know, so that's that's uh, what we are trying to do. Bruce. When you think of all the veteran names that are in this series, a lot of really great names, big drivers that have accomplished a lot. Did you think that in the very first race that a rookie would go out and win the pole today? And if so, when you look at Robert's resume, is it even kind of fair to consider him a rookie? I, I think yeah, it comes back to my point. You know, We've all been racing a long time, and I think Robert has achieved a lot more than your average average person in motorsport and uh he's a very talented driver so there's there's no coincidence that he's come in and, and done a good job um you know maybe his previous experiences in other cars helped him in the the trickier conditions uh so yeah he, he has done a, a very good job um that said all the all the big names as well you know they, they have done good jobs there was obviously you know it's it's 50 50 up up here today um but they will, they will be good throughout the season, and it won't be a case that they will be caught asleep. Mary, right behind you, Mary. Some of the veteran drivers have commented about this new universal car that they have tried to make changes, and they didn't get the results that they expected. In other words, whatever changes they made to the car, it didn't go the way they intended. Um, coming in as rookies, have you had any difficulty setting up this car? It would appear that you've gotten very good results and that you're comfortable in the car and maybe it suits your driving style. So I'm just wondering if when you've had changes that you and your engineers have gone through, if, if you really get the results you're looking for. Yeah, so I think uh, it's a pretty nice car to drive actually. Uh, it's pretty fast and uh, I had a half a day in the old car and uh, it was quite a big step from the indie lights but this car now it's uh it's a okay step it's not that much and uh for me it's just like i step better in all the terms you know from the indie lights so the car breaks very well the power we have quite a lot of power and uh with the new tires quite a lot of grip as well so uh for me it's a pretty nice car to drive and uh i don't have any complaints and also uh, the technique from the Indy lights to the Indy car is pretty much the same with this aero kit now, but it was not the same with the old one, so it kind of helped me a little bit. Yeah, I think from my point of view, I've just been honest with the feedback to the engineers. You know, I don't have any preconceptions on how the car should handle, but the engineers are also new to this car as well. So I think it's as much of a challenge for them as it is for the drivers as, you know, if they can't give you a fast car, you can't drive it fast. So there's there's always a, a another side to the argument. And, you know, our guys back at base, they have worked really hard to understand the new car, but we've also got new brakes as well. So there's five or six different things that they've had to get their head around and work out what's right. Now, we've done a good job this weekend, but that's not to say the next weekend there'll be different challenges on a different circuit. So it, it is always a learning process. And over the, the two days testing we had pre-season, we made a lot of progress or a lot of learning as well, just understanding how the car behaves. 
Any final questions? Yes. You had to deal with just a little bit of rain today, but if it rains uh, more heavily tomorrow, what, what kind of previous success or just even experience in the rain do you both have to fall back on? Look. I had quite a lot in England, to be honest. Yeah, I was going to say, being, being British is fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I raced it just one time in, in the rain last year in the Indy Lights. But was it right? I think I'm in good shape for tomorrow if it rains. Yeah, well, I say being being British, I grew up driving in slicks in the rain. <laughs> so um, hopefully there's not much of a, a problem tomorrow, but we'll see. Yes, sir. Question? <laughs> Matt, uh, Thibault from Auto Abdo in France. Even if the car is also new for Tony, does he share all the experience with him? Uh, with you, sorry. Um, how, how, tell us a little bit how you work with him. Yeah, we share everything. He's a very good guy. He has been helping me a lot, not just inside the track, but also outside the track. So not just him, but like AJ, Larry, everyone from the team has helped me a lot as uh, I'm a rookie and everything is just like brand new for me. but. Um, yeah, Tony is a very special guy, and I'm grateful to be working with him as a teammate. I grew up watching him racing, him and Elio, and now I'm his teammate, so this is the dream that comes through for me. Brant? Yeah, uh, for each, do you, do you guys feel like you at least maybe surprised uh, the veteran drivers today and perhaps even made them a bit nervous about how quickly you've come in and, and become factors here? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd, that'd be nice, right? Um, I, I'm, in my honest opinion, I think you know that quality helps the rookies because, I mean, at least in my scenario, um, I've only ever used the red tire once, and that was yesterday afternoon, and I did a terrible job at it because I didn't know what to expect. Um, and then in this quality, because it was such mixed conditions, it kind of, my opinion, it kind of leveled the playing field for us. I mean, at least for me, because um, I felt good grip, and I mean, who knows? Maybe it was just a good session, but. It, uh, you know, I mean, maybe maybe they're surprised, maybe they're not. I mean, I think that's, you should ask those guys. But, um, you know, I think my goal was to make it to the fast six today, and I did. I don't know about these guys. But, uh, but no, I mean, I, I kind of achieved everything that I wanted to. Same. You want to add to that at all, Jordan? Uh, I think Robert, same. Man, same. He, he same. covered everything, really. Same. Well, we'll go ahead and let Sorry. Jordan and Matt go. Thank you so much for joining Thank us. Thank you. Good, good luck tomorrow. Thanks. We welcome in our pole sitter, Robert Wickens, driving the number six Lucas Oil SPM Honda for Schmidt-Peterson Motorsports, starting first in tomorrow's Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg from the pole position. Robert, we were, I was looking at the timesheets before we, uh, we head in here, and I thought, wow, I just must have missed that Robert was so high up in, in, in practice. And honestly, only 12th overall in practice. So I guess my question to you is, where did you find that speed that, that vaulted you to pole position? You know, I, I think it's like what I just touched on earlier. I mean, um, I honestly, like, full disclosure, I didn't feel that good, actually, in third practice today. Um, we, we kind of made some changes overnight that... Um, didn't do what we hoped it would, so we kind of had to go back to our car on, on from Friday. But in Friday, I was really happy with the car. I mean, I was in the top ten both sessions, sixth and seventh in the two respectively, and I thought uh, I left a lot of room um, for me to, to go quicker, and especially optimizing the red tire. 
Um, because, you know, in free practice too, my first time ever using the red, I actually um, missed the peak of the tire. So for people who don't know what that is, I just basically didn't do the best lap when the grip was the best. Um, but then, you know, today in quality, I learned from my mistakes and was able to put a good lap in Q1, which got me into the fast 12. And then from there, it was just uh, chaos and half wet, half dry. And I mean, I, I like those conditions a lot. I mean, as a kid, uh, you know, my whole career, I've always seemed to excel in that type of uh, session. And thankfully, you know, the, the, the team and everyone on the Lucas Oil car did a great job getting, the, getting us on track at the right time with the right tire with, you know, the whole procedure. So it, uh, you know, hats off to them. I wouldn't be here without them from the work that we've done over the winter to get me ready for IndyCar, from having a great teammate beside me. There, there's a lot of areas where uh, that led up to this, and thankfully, you know, I'm starting from pole position way better than I ever expected my, my first IndyCar race to be, but uh, I'm definitely not complaining with it. Even backing up to before you got to this weekend, before you finally got on track in the car here on the streets of St. Pete, did you have expectations that something like this, especially so quickly off the back, would be possible? Um, it's tough because, you know, I've been telling everyone all along that it's something that I, I've done in the past, but I just, I never have expectations because in my experience, it kind of sets yourself up for, for failure. Um, so I was just going to go into this weekend and enjoy it and kind of, and see, and see where it takes me and try to maximize whatever I can. But, um, to answer your question, did I expect to qualify pole in my first IndyCar race? No. Um, but, you know, I would have been disappointed if I was outside of the top 10, just because that's the kind of person I am. It's, you know, I'm, I'm a perfectionist. I'm a kind of OCD when it comes down to my career and, and everything on that front. So, you know, I was working hard over the winter, you know, Monday to Friday, watching IndyCar races online, on YouTube, anywhere I can find them. Um, just trying to learn like I think I, I watched like eight years of St. Pete in like two days <laughs> just try, trying to figure out anything see if I can find trends or lines or tricks or whatever the case is so you know but it, it's something that I always do on every single track so it's it's not even if I wasn't a rookie I would still probably watch races from previous years it wasn't like something new absolutely we'll open up for questions starting with Bruce and then we'll go over to Jenna I believe it was Jordan King that said uh, your career driving different cars under these conditions was probably a big help. Do you feel that way? Because you've driven in all kinds of conditions in your DTM career. Yeah, um, all but snow, basically. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, I mean, I've, I've, I've joked around about this in the past, but I, you know, I, I, I find it a little bit weird to call myself a rookie at 28 years old. But uh, nevertheless, I mean, sure, I'm, I'm equal IndyCar experience to anyone else who's classified as a rookie. So I guess that, that's why they do it. But um, I always kind of like to consider myself, um, I've, I've always been comparing myself to the normal guys, not, not to the rookies. You know, not once have I asked, um, where's the fastest rookie? This is something that doesn't interest me at all. Um, because I'm, I'm striving to be better than that. You know, I, I'm not here to, to win a, a rookie championship. I'm, I'm here to to challenge and do the best job I can in the overall championship. So it, um, sure, my, my experience must have helped. I mean, but my, my entire career, um, I've always seemed to perform well in these type of conditions, the mixed wet dry when there's only one minute left and you get one more lap and the track's two seconds faster than the lap before. Um, typically those have kind of been where I, I seem to excel. Jenna. 
So you just you just set up my question. Um, it's a minute to go, and you know that the track's faster. Tell me what you're thinking um, through that lap, and at what point you realize that you probably have the pole. Um, I had no idea, to be honest. I mean, the the team informed me what the quickest lap was um, while while I was halfway around my my last lap. Um, but I didn't know where I was in the, the line of cars, if I was the last guy to cross or the first guy to cross. So in those kind of conditions, I mean, all I did was from the previous lap, I knew where I had kind of some low-hanging fruit to, to find lap time. And you kind of, in those conditions, you never want to go 10 tenths and risk spinning or whatever the case is, because then, you know, you either cause a red, lose your lap, hit the wall. You know, there's a lot of variables. But uh, there was areas where I knew I had room. There was some cautious areas I had. Like for me, it was the entire first part of the lap from, from turn one to turn three. From I was like, every lap I wasn't sure if I was going to come out the other side, so I was very cautious through there. Um, but then the rest of the lap, I honestly felt very similar grip to Q2 or even Q1, so I was able to push like normal for the rest of the lap and try to actually claw back some lap time that, that I might have lost. But um, all I can say is luckily the lap was good enough for pole, but it, uh, you know, I, I, I was very happy with the lap that I did. Um, but I didn't know it was going to be good enough for pole. I was just hoping to kind of be into the top five and not the last of the fast six people, you know, because I think I was there for, for a decent part of the session trying to find some clear track. Any other questions for Robert? Yes. I'm going to call you a rookie, I'm sorry. But the story for all the rookies is very, very different. We, we can't really draw any similarities between you, Renee. Uh, Jordan was just in here. So it's hard to, to align that sort of thing. We saw Alonzo, whose story was very different in his own right, come and do quite well at the 500, and then you see somebody like Lewis Hamilton make the comment and sort of devalue this series. The rookies are doing great. Do you think, did you, did you really feel like you earned it? Is the series, um, like, devalued in that way, or is it still like you're, all the rookies are coming in here and really, really working hard to earn it? Because the veterans, I think, we had them talk about they had to take a few steps back and kind of unlearn things, and you're just learning things. I mean, you know, I think the 2018 package um, is one less disadvantage for a rookie. You know, I mean, I can't speak for the other rookies, but for me, I've, I've never been to St. Pete, something where, you know, um, Will Powers had, what, seven poles here. So, I mean, it, how can you kind of compare that? But on the same token, temporary circuits change from year to year. The new bumps appear. There's, you know, it's all different almost every year. So your lines will change from time to time. But, I mean, the big thing for me, I mean, do I feel I earned it? Absolutely. I mean, you have to do the best job in the conditions that you have. But, um, you know, I, I don't think in any way does rookies performing you know, discredit the level of IndyCar. I mean, I think there's a good crop of rookie drivers here. Matthias Leist has been in the top five in every single session this weekend, you know. Doesn't mean everyone else sucks. I think he's just doing a fantastic job, you know. And then if you look at, you know, Jeff, Jordan King, sorry. If you look at King, you know, in, in his group in Q1, he was P1 overall, beating Rossi, beating, you know, everyone. And just the fact that I made it in, like, through that group, I was happy. And then I saw that he was top of the charts, and it was like, well, you know, good for him. Um, so, I mean, no, I, th I think this practice pro or this quality doesn't really relate, I think, to what might happen throughout the rest of the season because it was such a mixed session with people not getting laps in, you know, spinning from the dampness on the track or whatever, getting caught out. I mean, in those type of conditions, it's so easy to just do one wrong thing and you're knocked out. So, I think 
you know, I don't I don't know why there was three rookies in, in the in the fast six, but um, you know, I, I definitely by no means do I feel like rookies succeeding right now in St. Pete has anything to discredit the the level of the series. I think the fact that there are so many rookies, if anything, should promote the series and the fact that it's drawing interest, you know, Alonzo loved it. I'm here because I love IndyCar and I'm sure the two people that were beside me will say the same thing. I mean, the, the series is on the rise and anyone who tries to put it down is because they're, they're worried of us probably succeeding more than them. Other questions for Robert? Yes, Mary and then Patrick. Robbie, you mentioned that you've studied the previous St. Pete races. Do you have any particular strategy for the start tomorrow? Um, hopefully don't lose the lead, which uh, has happened a time or two from my research. But um, no, I mean, to be honest, I need to polish up on the rules and see how to uh, start an IndyCar race first off. But, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I kind of was expecting just to go with the flow and accelerate when everyone else did, and now I'm controlling the pace of the race. So I, so I got to make sure uh, I know where the restart line is and, and kind of get polished up on that. But um, honestly, you know, obviously starting from pole, you're in the best situation you can can be in. And um, I'm just going to go out and enjoy it like I have every single session this weekend. I, I've had no expectations going into this. I'm just trying to enjoy myself and enjoy kind of my first IndyCar experience and, you know, a happy driver is normally a fast driver, so I'm just always just trying to, uh, you know, take everything on the chin, learn from mistakes, learn from how a session goes, you know. I mean, I've, all I've been doing this weekend is learning, 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 and then finally, once we got the quality, I felt I didn't have to learn anymore, and I was ready to go put a time in. And, um, you know, I mean, also, you know, with the mixed conditions, you can say whatever, but, um, you know, I, I was very confident ahead of any of those sessions once the rain started coming down. And um, the most important thing is just to stay calm. We'll take our last question from Patrick. I know it's race day is tomorrow, but how are you going to celebrate this tonight, or can you? Uh, I might uh, have a good night's sleep, because there's a very early warm-up tomorrow. So tomorrow's actually the earliest day of the whole weekend, which, uh, you know, I like my sleep. So I've been enjoying the, the later starts than what I'm uh, used to in the past. You know, normally in DTM, you had to be at the track at like 6.30 in the morning because of meetings after meetings and all this stuff. And I've been enjoying my uh, walk to the circuit at 9.30 in the morning with my coffee and everything's relaxed. So, no, I mean, I um, a poll's fantastic, sure, it's nice, but um, the real work's tomorrow, so I'm not gonna be celebrating anything tonight. Is it daylight savings? That would be a, the biggest rookie mistake of all. Don't forget that, that's important. Well, luckily, luckily I have my fiancé with me, so she'll be on top of everything. She'll help. <laughs> she didn't know either. Robert, thank you so much. Thank Appreciate you, guys. Appreciate it.